0: Inside the Coach's Headset, presented by Tony Smith, your hometown shelter insurance agent. Call Tony at 528 7079. 528 7079. The X's and O's of coaching from the Upper Cumberland's best as we go inside the Coach's Headset. Hey, welcome everybody to another edition of Inside the Coach's Headset right here on ucsportsnation.com. I'm your host, Amos Rogan. Thanks so much for listening. Don't forget, we are on Facebook. Please go and look at the Inside the Coaches Headset group page. You can search it by that or just by the name of our show here. And uh, join us. Let us know how you're doing, how uh, you're coping with the coronavirus pandemic. And uh, while we have the opportunity to, I want to say thank you. I want to say thank you not only to those who are listening, but more importantly, I want to say thank you for all the "Quote unquote essential workers that are out there, but in particularly all our healthcare workers, police, fire, uh, EMS. Uh, those uh, and and those are uh, very very important. We thank you so much. The truck drivers, the delivery folks, the mail carriers, uh, those who don't get a whole lot of of accolades on on a regular basis." We know you have a hard job as it is, and this is just making it even harder. Thank you for what you are doing right now, and we hope that uh, you are getting the, the needed support and uh, and appreciation that you rightfully deserve. So thank you so much for everything that you're doing right now. Uh, our guest today is the head coach of the Cumberland County Jets baseball team, Dave Pritchard. Dave, welcome to the show. Oh, thanks for
1: having me on. It's an
0: honor um you know i I know right now through all this uh, and before we got started here we were talking this is your busiest time of the year and and this is something that uh you're not used to as a lot of coaches who are are coaching spring sports right now Uh, kind of tell us how you're kind of you're filling out your day when you should be on the field right now
1: yeah it's definitely a challenge uh, because like you said it's it's no doubt the busiest time of year and as coaches were so geared towards just go 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 all the time and then basically to have the emergency brake slammed on is is i want to say life altering but it's different for sure and you know we talk to our players all the time about you know controlling what you can control and and so you know personally you know i just try to put myself in that space and you know what do i have control over right now and Try to, try to look at things, put a positive spin on things as much as possible, and, you know, I know this is typically the busiest time of year for me, and, you know, I love baseball and I love being around, but it has been a struggle, too, at times in the in the past, I don't know, three or four years, just because I've got three young boys, and, and they're getting a little older, and, and you know, they're, throughout the course of the season, there are several, you know, 24, 48, sometimes 72-hour spans where I don't see them, so just trying to take some time and stop and, and just spend some more time with them and, and take advantage of the time we've been given. And, and, of course, as much as possible, staying in contact with players and just trying to encourage them and and just, you know, try to orient yourself to, to still have a routine every day. And, and as coaches, you know, we're so geared towards being productive. You know, just what what are two or three things I can do today to try to be productive and, and not, not fall into that trap of just, you know, being a sloth.
0: Sure and the thing about baseball and you know with basketball and some other sports you can do a lot of, of skill set training and practice on your own because and you know in the example of basketball all you need is a ball in the hoop you, you can do a lot of things by yourself right. dribbling you know, all that sort of thing baseball um, about the only thing you can do is swing a bat by yourself or, or throw a ball up against a wall you, you really need Two people to do a lot of the skill set and the repetition uh, type drills that really improve uh, the skill set of a player, and with social distancing and those things, uh, about the only thing that's really good is long toss with probably rubber gloves on on your throwing hand as well. <laughs> so, um, you know, how are you encouraging your players to stay in shape and, and, and kind of stay as sharp as they can through this time?
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess the the primary thing that I've been trying to push on my guys is just academics and, you know, take take the opportunity with the added time just to stay on top of your academics. And I I know different school systems have structured things in different ways, but our guys have unique opportunity to really improve their grades in every class. And so I'm I'm trying to press on them to take advantage of that opportunity because we talk a lot about how, you know, if you have any desire to play at the next level, academics, especially in baseball, because you mentioned basketball, you know, if you get a scholarship in basketball, it's a full ride, mm-hmm. uh, basically. And in baseball, I mean, if you get 30%, that's a great offer. And so academics play such a key role in, in getting a player to the next level. So that's number one. And then just trying to get creative and, and think outside the box. And I was talking to an infielder last night and, and just him a couple of YouTube videos of, you know, these are some drills and some things that you can do on your own. And, you know, Tom Griffin at Carson Newman had, has a video out of showing guys how they can – put a tube sock on their arm and long toss of their cell. Uh, So just trying to get creative, get outside the box, and just mainly tell guys, you know, do what you can. And then another thing that we've done is just try to talk to them about, you know, take an opportunity to watch the game. I know that's a fault of a lot of young players is, is not watching the game. I know... For example, right now on YouTube, I think MLB has released tons and tons and tons of games that kids can watch for free. And there's also a a unique feature that they just released. Um, I'd have to Google the name. I don't have it off the top of my head, but where you can literally search by player, by actions on the field. You know, if you want to see, for example, you want to see every strikeout pitch that Mike Soroka threw last year, well, you just you just type it in and click a couple of boxes, and you can literally watch every right fielder throw out players at the plate, or you can watch unique things about what position you play. And just, you know, if I can't actually get out on the field, then the next best thing I can do is just learn from from the best and, and try to watch and, and just use every opportunity to be a learning moment that I can.
0: You know, you make a great point. The mental aspect of baseball is something that I think a lot of, of kids uh, undervalue and, and take for granted uh, there there's so many situational type of, of things that can come out within a game, and that's the reason why the game is so awesome. It's not just a physical standpoint. It's a mental game as well, and knowing each position has to do a little something different based off of the scenario within that inning. Uh, I know that you try to teach that throughout the season when, when everything is quote-unquote normal. Uh, but how are you seeing some of the things like you're talking about on YouTube and things like that? How do you think you're going to be able to utilize that moving forward in, in future seasons?
1: Oh, man. Well, I really, with the with the guys, I mean, the greatest impact that I'm hoping for is with, with the returners, you know, that are impacted by this. And that that probably goes all the way down to the middle school level, at least seventh and eighth grade is I'm hoping from a from a mental standpoint a couple things happen. I'm hoping that, one, you know, this makes kids tougher. Um, it's going to do one of two things. It's going to make you tougher or you're just going to get more lazy. Uh, and, and then, you know, the second thing is I'm hoping, I'm really hopeful that this is going to create a lot of hunger um, because it's just our human nature. You know, we take things for granted. And so we have a tendency, athletes have a tendency just to take the next game for granted or the next at-bat for granted or, or whatever it may be. And, you know, I'm hoping that, you know, when you have potentially, you know, looking down the next month or so, potentially having a whole season taken away from you, I'm hoping that creates a little hunger. And that hunger is going to be necessary. Again, if we talk about, you know, guys that want to get to the next level, I mean, there's all kinds of ramifications that are going to come down from this whole situation in terms of, you know, the guys are in college now, but they get an extra year of eligibility. What does that do to roster size? Mm-hmm. And so the opportunities for a high school kid to go to that next level could be thinner or tougher. It could be tougher to make a roster uh, if, if there's more, you know, bodies vying for the same spot. And so that mental toughness and just focus and, and drive to be the best that you can be, even in the midst of difficult situations, I mean, that's going to be key. And so ultimately, I think, you know, ultimately that boils down to it's going to be on the player. But as coaches, I think we have to, we have a duty to keep that in the forefront of our, of our guys' minds and, and just provide them with every opportunity, whether it's a video or whether it's a, a tweet. I mean, I know I'm sending out through group me app. I'm just sending out when I see guys, college guys, pro guys or other high school coaches just post stuff, whether it's a drill or encouraging word or whatever on Twitter, I'll just try to link that to the group me so, so guys can take a look at that if they want to.
0: We're talking with the head coach of Cumberland County Baseball, head coach Dave Pritchard, right here on Inside the Coach's Headset. We're brought to you by Tony Smith, your hometown shelter insurance agent. Coach, uh, talk to us a little bit about how you got into the baseball role. You know, obviously um, there's got to be some level of experience and, and, and that sort of thing. So kind of tell us how you got into this role to begin with.
1: Yeah, so I can remember, uh, I mean, I've played baseball ever since I was four years old and just absolutely fell in love with it and, uh, you know, knew in high school that I I wanted to to have an opportunity to play. I was, you know, real naive back then, and that's before social media and before the internet and really before travel ball even blew up and just happened. I mean, I can look back and just see how God's hand just was moving in my life and, and just opened doors and... Ended up going to Tuscaloosa College uh and it was just a perfect fit and had an opportunity to play there for four years and, and just be a part of, of a program and, and just was impacted in so many ways by uh, my coach Doug Jones and then another assistant there, Todd Ireland, and just you know, had an opportunity to really learn the game and I knew even going in as a as a 17-year-old going into college that, you know, I wanted to, to be a high school teacher and coach baseball. Um, You know, as every other kid, you know, I wanted to play in the big leagues or whatever, but that just wasn't a reality. And so I knew, especially as my college career was winding down, you know, I I couldn't fathom being separated from the game and also, you know, had a desire to just have an impact on young guys uh, because I know, you know, what other coaches had done for me. And so I wanted an opportunity to coach. I was a December grad uh, at Tusculum, and so... Everybody out there that's a December grad in education knows that's not the time that you want to graduate in education. <laughs> not a lot of teaching jobs. So, I went straight through uh, at East Tennessee State University and got my master's degree. While I was there, I had an opportunity, a guy that I played with, Casey Taylor, at uh, Tuscalum, had just taken the head coaching job at Cock County High School in Newport, Tennessee, mm-hmm. and I had an opportunity to help him coach as an assistant while I was getting my master's degree. And would have loved to stay there and work with Casey. Probably would see, still be with him if I'd if had the opportunity to do that, but they didn't have a teaching job at the time. And i tell you how bad I wanted to coach out-of-school baseball. Uh, I mean, I can remember driving literally hundreds, if not thousands of miles, just interviewing in multiple states. I remember interviewing in Virginia, uh, I think maybe once in West Virginia, a couple of times in Tennessee, and ended up taking a job down on the Gulf Coast in Florida at Caribou High School uh, you know, we're we're on the plateau, man, and, you know, people like to think of us as rural, and, and I have kids in class tell me all the time, you know, there's nothing to do here, and I just kind of laugh because I took the job at Caribou High School uh, in a county, was, uh Franklin County, Florida, that had one flashing light. It didn't even have a, a red light. It was just a flashing uh, yellow light in the whole county. I think there was two fast food restaurants. They were both in gas stations, and uh, graduating class at that school was about, 25 kids so and it was k-12 by the way wow. so started off at a very small school uh there in florida and, and was the head coach there for three years head coach at 23 years old that was kind of wild and then uh after three years had an opportunity to come back to tennessee my wife kind of kind of wanted to get back to tennessee so uh interviewed at colin county high school and and got that job and have been here for 14 years now
0: wow you know uh you say you you played at tusculum that that is one probably one of the most beautiful college ballparks I think I have ever seen, and of course it doesn't hurt that they have a a, a minor league team playing in there as well. But, yeah, uh, just it's
1: beautiful. I think I think a blind man could recruit there.
0: Yeah, I mean uh, I, I, but, I actually
1: yeah uh, I didn't get to play on that field. I was the last class. I graduated the year before that field okay. was there, but okay. it is a beautiful complex.
0: Yeah, I used to because uh, I'm originally from East Tennessee. I. I uh, I used to use the Tusculum Library uh, for for classes mm. and stuff like that because of the community college that I went to. Uh, they allowed us to to use Tusculum's library as well. So just an absolutely beautiful campus up there. Really old. Yeah, Greenville. Greenville's a really special place to me. It is. It's. Uh, I still have family there. My mother lives there right now. So uh, kind of a kind of a cool connection there. Um, you know. Being there for as long as you have, and you know, and you've seen some success there at Cumberland County. You know, I, I think that uh, uh, the school as a whole, and and the and the parents and the players around that program, I think, have really a uh, very strong, tight knit type of of group. Uh, we kind of talk about that, and 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 some of the successes that you've seen there, and maybe some of the influences that that have come about that uh, have kind of uh, geared around your coaching philosophy
1: yeah well we we have experienced a little bit of success there i mean we're always shooting for more i know it's hard to believe but uh in the history of the high school you know the baseball program has never won a district championship so in the in the back of my mind you know that's always the ultimate goal there is to do something that's never been done uh we have advanced to the region tournament just never as as the district champion but you know, over the course of fourteen years, just seeing a lot of guys come through, uh a few a handful of guys have opportunities to play in college, but really just you know, we're out to make an impact on, on on people really. And just to see the growth of of some of our players over time and then and then following those guys after they graduate and come back. You know, they come back in the dugout. That's how you really know I think as a coach that you're that you're really accomplishing something is you know, as as throughout the course of the season, after you've been there long enough, you've got guys that have played there previously under you that come back, and and you just want to hang out in the dugout and be with the guys and talk about the importance of the program in their life and and those kind of things. So so in that respect, yeah, I think that we have built something that's tight knit, and and like I said, we're always looking to improve.
0: And, and you know, you've got a great facility up there. Um, I'm I've never been on the baseball side of, of that complex i'm always on the softball side either with my daughter who was who was playing up there against cchs or me umpiring uh but it's just a beautiful area up there the way that it's laid out um how much of that uh was there when you moved in and 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 how have you been able to kind of progress your program through the facilities
1: yeah, that's one thing that we try to target. Uh, it's not on a yearly basis, then. Then, at least every class, we we talk to our parents in our booster club about, you know, wanting to leave a legacy and wanting to leave an impact on the program. And and obviously, as a player, you want to do that on the field, but but you also want to do that from a facility standpoint, to where, you know, something that you can come back to, whether you're a player or a parent, and say, you know, I I had a part in building this, and I want to do something. It's beyond me and bigger than me and, and, and leave it for guys that are coming and, and play for this program down the road. And so when I got there, uh, the the program had just shifted uh, to that ballpark. They had played at the old Garrison Park mm-hmm. uh, prior to that, and I think they had been at the new facility for two years, which was a nice facility, but we've done a lot in the past 14 years. You know, we've built an indoor facility. I don't know how any baseball coach on the, on the plateau that operates without an indoor facility. So that was number one. Uh, so We've got a couple indoor batting cages. We added an, an outdoor batting cages for visitors to use. That's The other thing that, that maybe people don't talk about a lot is, you know, on the Plateau and, and in Crossville in particular, we're kind of on an island. You, you're just across the timeline, and, you know, guys don't really look forward to scheduling and traveling across the timeline just because of all the nightmares that are involved there in terms of, what time do we play? Is it your time, my time? <laughs> so, you know, so we have a... I don't want to say too much of a difficulty, but it can be hard getting guys to travel and and want to come to Crossville. So we want to create a park and and just an experience for for teams that, you know, they want to come back and they want to come play there. And and we want to do that by the way that we carry ourselves on the field and and by the the facility that we provide to them. So we're able to do that. We put up an outfield uh, wall uh, several years ago just to add appeal to the ballpark. And and last year we came in and and added – fences down the side that, that matched our outfield fence. And so, you know, we're just trying to do things constantly, like I said, that just just leave a legacy and, and guys can, you know, put their hand on something and say, this this was done when I was here. And, and I'm leaving this for the guys that are going to come behind me because I wanted to know how special a place this is and how important it was for me. And I want them to have the same experience that I had.
0: Sure. And, and you know, with the majority of your coaching time being in the triple a level now that you guys are, are, are not, but, uh, you know, primarily Cumberland County high school was at the triple a level. There was a huge amount of competition with Cookville and stone, white right. County, uh, Warren County, you know, that, that district is very, very tough. Uh, talk to us about, you know, some of the relationships that you've been able to create uh, through that and, and kind of knowing and understanding, you know, every coach wants to beat everybody else. But at the end of the day, you guys really have to help each other out, especially when you get into the regions uh, and, and you right. especially g- geographically being kind of on the, on the line where you can go play Knoxville teams, you can play upper Cumberland teams, you can go to Chattanooga. Right. If you want it to, uh, you've got a lot of, of, of connections and knowledge in and around there, how has the camaraderie amongst the coaches been throughout your your period?
1: Oh, man, baseball coaches are a special group. Um, and I'm probably a little biased, but I'm always be convinced that they're a special group. I, I got to give a shout-out to Coach Butch Schaffin at Cookville. I mean, he's a very, very close friend of mine. And from day one, I mean, I've still got a letter. I'm sitting in my office at home right now, and I've got a letter that's framed uh, from Butch that, that he sent to me, you know, within a month of me getting a job, just congratulating me on the job and reaching out. And he's been such a huge mentor and just somebody that I could bounce ideas off of and just talk to. You know, as a coach, there's a, there's a lot of good times and there's a lot of difficult times, and so it's important to have somebody's ear that you can chew on. And Butch has always been there for me. But from a bigger, you know, broaden that out. I mean, baseball coaches are just special. And, uh, you know, it's a unique fraternity and community of guys that are just really honestly looking to – to help anybody in any way that they can. And I know that as far as guys on the upper Cumberland and even talking about East Tennessee, I mean, i, I very rarely run across a coach that, that is not willing to share things. I mean, outside of a guy's signals that he uses on a game to game basis. I mean, <laughs> other than that, guys are willing to share everything. And I kind of, I don't want to step on any toes here, but I am known as a straight shooter and, you know, I like to give basketball coaches a hard time, and even football coaches to some extent, just because they're so secretive in everything they do. And I understand that baseball is a little different of a game, but you know, I, I can call up a guy and say, "Hey, how, how do you how do you do this with your middle infielders, or, or how do you teach this with a hitter, or, or or how do you structure practice this way?" And guys are so willing to to just provide information and and bounce ideas off of each other. So from that standpoint. Like I said, baseball coaches are just unique and in the upper Cumberland it's just been a great relationship with just about everybody.
0: And you've got a unique situation um there inside of Cumberland County where you've got a cross cross town rival and, and a lot of a lot of counties around here in the Upper Cumberland we don't have that. You know, we've got Cookville Sparta, right. but that's Putnam County, White County, you know. Very very few counties within the Upper Cumberland, if not Cumberland probably the only one at least for now, uh, who has two high schools in the same county. H- how um, has how that rivalry from a baseball standpoint been for, for you guys, and how has that progressed over your 14 years?
1: Yeah, I always I always think that, that rivalry is an interesting word. Um, it has been unique to, from a coaching standpoint to just sit back and watch that from the progression from – you know when stone I mean when I came in and, and was hired at Cumberland County High School, that was the same year that they split, so that was the first year that Stone was in existence and And just watching that baseball's been fun it, It's been fun to play those guys, and I think that the most enjoyable aspect of that is you know just watching the players I mean they enjoy playing Stone just because those are the guys they play with their whole life. Mm-hmm. you know you go back to whether it's a recreational league or, or a local travel team. I mean, they played with those guys before they got to high school and before they entered, entered middle school. And so, you know, it's it's just fun to watch those guys uh, just intermingle with each other when we play and just kind of draw at each other and, and have a good time. Um, you know, I think the rivalry truly, to be completely honest with you, especially since we're not district foes right now, the, the rivalry aspect is more of a parent thing and an adult thing. Um, you know, I know that, that Coach Stokes over Stone feels the same way. I mean, we've got business to take care of. In terms of, like I mentioned, you know, our goal is to win a district championship and to advance out, out of the district. And just let the pieces fall as they may if we can make the postseason. And so, if we beat Stone, that's good because we're looking to win every game that we play. But if we don't, it's not the end of the world. Uh, we're just trying to approach every day with the attitude that that we want to get better. And you know, right now they're not a district foe, and we enjoy playing those guys. And like I said, I love watching the players just interact with each other, and I like to follow those guys. You know, I'll send earlier this year I sent a message to a, a player a really good player for stone that, that had an unfortunate injury and was going to be down for a period of time and just was trying to encourage him. And, you know, I tell other people, you know, I want stone to win every game that they can minus the two that they play us. Uh, so we <laughs> want those guys to succeed. They're part of the Cumberland county system. And, you know, as long as we're not in the same district competing for the same title, you know, I hope they, they, your district champs too.
0: Well, coach, you know, I asked this of a lot of coaches in, uh, uh, get a lot of the same answers but I think because I get a lot of the same answers I think it just speaks to the talent and and the in the heart of the exceptional level of coaches that we have here in the upper Cumberland but I'll ask you this same question you know you've been at Cumberland County for quite a long time uh 14 years uh what would you hope uh, a, a player that's came out of your program whether it be uh, one year or four years, what would you hope that a player could say about you and particularly as far as what kind of coach you were?
1: I mean, I tell you that I've, I've really tried to to work on that and, and shifted my mindset on that in, in probably the last five or six years. And especially, I think your mindset starts to change just as a human being when you have kids. And, you know, I tell my parents at, at the division Club, Meet an initial parent meeting every year, and and this same attitude would would apply to my players. But, you know, you, you you may think when your four years are done, or or however long it is that you play, you know, you you may not you may think I'm not a very good coach, and and you've got every right to think that, and that, you know that that's up to you and and the experience. My my hope is that all those guys, when they leave, regardless of how much time they played, regardless of how good we were regardless of of how good their career was in terms of of stats and performance, you know, the number one thing is I hope that they can look back and say, I know my coach loved me, and I know that he cared about me, and I know that that I could still call him today and he'd do anything for me. I mean, that's my number one objective as a coach. And, you know, I tell my guys all the time, you know, I'm not your coach for four years, I'm your coach for a lot. I mean, I try to do a few unique things and just send Christmas cards to every player that's ever played for me and graduated under me for i mean for the rest of your life you're going to get a christmas card from me just to know hey you know i'm still thinking about you and if you need anything let me know i try to send text messages uh, to guys on their birthdays i mean I, i'm sure i miss a few here and there but but you know I, i'm committed to you for life this is not a four year experiment uh you know i'm committed to you becoming you know the best husband and, and and son and brother and and all those things that you can be and and although you know, I've only got you for a short window of time. I, I still think I have a responsibility to to really try to have an impact on your life and, and above all things, you know, to let you know that I'm in your corner and, and I love you.
0: And uh, I think that just speaks, again, to, to the level of coaches that we have here in the Upper Cumberland and the, and the privilege of our kids uh, being able to uh, play for guys like you. Uh, Coach Dave Pritchard, uh, Cumberland County High School of baseball. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, I really appreciate you taking the time out. I'm um, I'm glad that we've been able to kind of fill a little bit of time in your day when you're not when you should be on the field. But hopefully, <laughs> hopefully we'll be on the field sooner rather than later.
1: I hope so too, sir. Uh,
0: you've been listening to Inside the Coach's Headset. I'm your host Amos Rogan. Our guest today has been the head coach of the Cumberland County Jets baseball team. Head Coach Dave Pritchard, you've been listening to us here on ucsportsnation.com, your one-stop shop for all high school sports here in the Upper Cumberland. And we've been brought to you by Tony Smith, your hometown shelter insurance agent. Call Tony at 528-7079 for all your insurance needs, auto, home, and health And once we're out of social distancing and all this stuff is dying down, you can go see Tony at 425 East Broad Street in Cookville. Once again, we are on social media at Inside the Coaches Headset Podcast, Facebook group page. Seek us out. Let us know how you're doing. Let us know who you'd like to hear from in future episodes. Thanks so much. And, again, thanks so much to everybody who's been out there keeping things going while the rest of us is sitting at home. Uh, be safe be healthy thanks coach again god bless you and we will talk to you next time inside the coach's headset presented by tony smith your hometown shelter insurance agent call tony at 528-7079 528-7079 the x's and o's of coaching from the upper cumberland's best as we go inside the coach's headset